You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hi and welcome to our special monthly podcast covering the latest releases of AIB's Irish Manufacturing and Services PMI on Thursday 6th of June. From AIB Treasury, I'm Gavin O'Carroll and our Chief Economist Oliver Mangan is bringing us the bad and good news from the latest AIB-sponsored Irish PMIs. Just for listeners that haven't heard these podcasts before and to bring them up to date, the Purchasing Managers Indices are an internationally recognised measure of economic activity in particular sectors. They are very reliable and timely indicators of activity and are based on fieldwork carried out in the previous month a reading above 50 indicates expansion in that sector and while sub 50 it does represent contraction. Ollie, the latest Irish manufacturing survey was released Tuesday morning. The services was released today, Thursday and showed a read in the manufacturing side of 50.4 in May. Can you bring us through the key messages in the manufacturing side? Yeah, it's a mixed bag in terms of the two surveys. Uh, the manufacturing, first of all from the global context, Manufacturing PMIs have been much weaker than services PMIs uh, this year, and indeed going back to the end, towards the end of last year. The slowdown we're seeing in global growth, particularly in international trade, has impacted manufacturing activity more than services. So domestic economies have held up well, but international trade, trade in goods has declined, and that's certainly impacting manufacturing activity. So we have seen that across a large number of economies in recent times. And in the Irish room, we saw a fall in the manufacturing PMI in May. It declined to uh, 50.4, which is down from 52.2 in April. Uh, Now, what we saw there was declining new orders, declining output, uh, and also some Brexit effects. Uh, So there's two things going on in Irish manufacturing. One is weaker global trade, uh, resulting in uh, softening activity. And secondly, an unwinding of Brexit impacts that were evident earlier on the year. It's interesting if I look back, because April, you said 52.5 April's manufacturing service, 53.9 in March. I remember us talking last month in the podcast about the PMIs. It was the 71st consecutive month of manufacturing growth or expansion in the economy. So this is the first one where we've come off that. Yeah, well, activity in the early part of the year was boosted in the manufacturing sector by stockpiling ahead of Brexit. And we've seen this in the UK as well. So the UK actually PMI came out on Monday and it actually moved into contraction territory. It declined below 50 to 49.4, down from 53.1. So what we've seen in manufacturing is an unwinding of the build-up of stocks we saw in the opening months of the year ahead of Brexit. Now that Brexit's been put back in the long finger, back to at probably the earliest next autumn, maybe into next year, these stocks are being uh, run down. And we can see it within the survey, we see a decline in final inventories of produced goods. We're seeing a decline in the parts of inputs. So the Brexit impacts that were supporting uh, manufacturing in the area part of the year has started to unwind. And on top of that, I say there's a weaker global picture there in terms of manufacturing activity. In the US, for example, the PMI fell to its lowest level in 10 years, just above 50. And it's deep in contraction uh, territory in the eurozone. It's below 48 or 47.7. So we have two factors at work. We have the unwinding of the stockpiling associated with Brexit and we have a weaker trend in global manufacturing activity also being seen in Ireland as well. But at least I mean, the Irish index uh, remains in positive territory. It's above that seen in other countries. Yep, yeah. yep. But it is, it is uh, much weaker, let's say, than last year. So what about Brexit effects other than you just mentioned the stockpiling from quarter one, which is now rolling off and we've got the new date in October with Brexit, but the Irish economy continues to perform. What other Brexit effects are coming out of this survey? 
Well, I think that you would see a weaker UK economy in the second quarter as well. So weaker activity, weaker exports into the UK on the back of that. Uh, growth was generally better than expected in the first quarter of the year, but there's been a noticeable softening of indicators uh, in most economies, including the UK in quarter two. So that softer external environment, obviously associated with Brexit in the UK, uh, will contribute to that weakening in manufacturing orders and manufacturing activity. Okay, so manufacturing, you know, is, is a smaller proportion of the economy than services. Let's jump into the May services data and the PMIs released Thursday. And the reading in May is 57, up from the April read of 54.7, 55.3 in March. That's a seriously good reading. Yeah, that, that's a very strong figure, uh, 57. We're back to the levels we saw last year. It's the highest level since last November and it points to very strong growth in the services sector. Now, just to put it in context, the services sector is by far the largest sector in the Irish economy. Manufacturing activity in most economies is around 12 or 15% of the economy. Ireland is no different in that regard. The services sectors dominate uh, economies these days. So it's particularly encouraging to see such a strong figure in May. Um, especially when manufacturing fell back, overall it points to continuing strong growth in the economy. Uh, And it was also evident that it was rising new orders, uh, pick up in demand both domestically and abroad. So for the services sector, it's a very strong performance. Okay, I mean, look, you look through some of the detail of it and it talks about uh, volumes of new work uh, from abroad rose during May and fastest pace since start of 19. Service providers stated they observed an improvement in demand conditions from the UK, European and Middle Eastern markets. So it's in direct conflict really from the manufacturing sectors. Yeah, as I, say, I said at the start, it, it ha- the weakness in global economic activity has been largely around uh, a fall off in global trade. That's primarily manufacturing activity. And in most economies, the service sector has held up better than the manufacturing sector. And we're certainly seeing that in Ireland. Uh, I mentioned the Eurozone earlier on in terms of manufacturing being deep in negative territory. Actually, their services sector is performing reasonably okay. The, the readings are around 53. Now, it's not as strong as the Irish one, but it's a much stronger performance than we're seeing in the manufacturing sector across Europe. And let's put that lens on it, the Brexit effects as well. I mean, could that be down to maybe some of the financial centres uh, gaining from the exit from London? No, I think it's more broad-based. Uh, across across the sectors they serve, there's broad-based strength in terms of services of activity. And I'd say it, we're seeing that globally as well, the service side holding up much better than the manufacturing. So uh, I don't think it's direct. That, that would certainly help in terms of the financial sector, but the broadest broadest the broad business sector of this survey had a very strong reading in um, in May. It's true the financial services side was strong, what they call TMT, technology, media, telecoms, very strong readings as well. So overall, it's a very positive report in the Irish economy. And it ties in with um, other data we've seen this year, which suggests that maybe the economy isn't quite growing quite at the same pace as last year, softens the manufacturing, but overall it's continuing to perform very, very strongly. Uh, in that regard, I suppose the best data we've had year to date was the labour market or labour force survey quarter one, and that showed particularly strong growth in employment uh, right across the economy, virtually every sector. I think the outlier was really agriculture, which had a difficult 12 months, but every other sector showing strong growth in employment. We added 81,000 jobs in the 12 months to quarter one of this year. That's the highest level since the upturn of the economy began back in 2012, 2013. And it's translated into a continuing fall in unemployment. Um, The unemployment rate peaked at 16% back in 2012, 2013. 
by quarter one it had fallen to an average rate of 5% and we just had data yesterday Wednesday which gave us figures for April um, the figure fell to 4.4 it was down to 4.6 in uh, sorry 4.4 for May 4.6 for April so we're virtually at full employment at this stage and even within the survey there was uh, in terms of labour force growth uh, has picked up because of it looks like a pickup in net inward migration including the return of Irish immigrants back into the economy because the jobs are there uh, it's performing quite strongly uh, and we look at other data retail sales have a very strong year to date uh, when you exclude the car sector the auto industry uh, we've data right up to April and retail sales are growing by nearly 6% uh, vis-a-vis the corresponding period last year uh, good strength in uh, tax receipts in the first four months of the year. So overall, uh, a lot of the indicators are showing that the Irish economy has continued to perform very well, despite the uncertainty around Brexit. And definitely, you know, that there is that slowdown in international trade uh, and weaker global growth. Uh, certainly up to now, we would stand, we, we withstood those influences. So I think um, for the year as a whole, most forecasts are for the Irish economy to grow by around 4%. It has been growing at a rate of 45 to 5% over the last number of years. Uh, that modest deceleration is not that surprising given the weaker global backdrop, given that we are, I suppose, reaching capacity constraints with unemployment down around 4.5%. But certainly the data we've seen, the bulk of the data we've seen year to date, uh, would support those forecasts that growth will be strong again this year around 4%. Assuming no shocks to the system, this is an incredible story of recovery in the Irish economy it's from, from the dark days of, uh, of, of 10, 11 and 12. Thank you, Ollie, and appreciate your time today on this special monthly podcast. Thank you to our customers for joining us on our monthly podcast. You are more than welcome to subscribe to AAB's Market Talk on iTunes or the podcast apps for iOS or Android. Speak to you soon. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.